Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Today, we're going to, we're back in uh, Revelation 19. We're going to be in for two weeks uh, in Revelation 19. And because of that, I don't normally read the whole chapter, but I really want us to read the whole chapter. So it starts in Revelation 19, verse 1. It says this, After this, I heard what sounded like a vast crowd in heaven shouting, Praise the Lord! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. His judgments are true and just. He has punished the great prostitute who corrupted the world in her immorality. He has avenged the murderers of his servants. Again, their voices rang out, praise the Lord, the smoke that, that the, from the city ascends forever and ever. That's talking about the destruction of that city is forever. That means what, God, what the evil that has done is over. It's been destroyed. And then the 24 elders and the four living beings fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne. And they cried out, Amen, praise the Lord. And then from the throne came a voice encouraging people, praise our God, all you servants who fear him, from the least to the greatest. Then I heard again what sounded like a shout of a vast crowd, a roar like a mighty uh, ocean winds and waves. They crashed like loud thunder. Praise the Lord. For the Lord, our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice. Let us give him honor and praise. From the time he has come, for the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb. Woohoo! I'm looking forward to the wedding feast. I'm a little excited today. <laughs> she has made herself ready, fine, pure white linens for her to wear. And she is in fine linens, represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And then an angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Are you invited to the wedding feast? We're going to talk about that. And these are the true words that come from God. And then John says, and then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their uh, faith in Jesus. Worship God only. For uh, the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Now, after all that praise, after all that praise, and then I saw from heaven, uh, heaven open. Heaven's door is still open. And a white horse was sitting there. Its, ri its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fearly and wages uh, the righteous war. His eyes are like fires of flame. Where did that come from? Remember chapter 1? The eyes of fire and flame? And on his head were many crowns. A name was given to him that no one could understand except for him. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of of God. Hallelujah. Logos. And the enemies of heaven dressed, uh, excuse me, the armies of heaven dressed in fine and pure white linen followed him on white horses. And from his mouth came a sharp uh, sword to strike down the nations. 
and he will rule them with an iron rod and he will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a wine press. On his robes and at his thighs was written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting, uh, shouting to the vultures flying high. This is, this is what we've been waiting for. He says, come and eat the flesh of kings and generals and strong warriors and the horses and their riders and all the humanity, both free and slave, both small and great. And then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one who is sitting on the horse and his army. These beasts think they can fight God. And the beast was captured, hallelujah. And with him, the false prophet and the mighty, uh, who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, the miracles that deceived all who have accepted the mark of the beast. And they worshiped his, sta- and, and worshiped his statues. Both the beast and the false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sofa. Don't you look forward to the time where evil is taken The very one who caused all the problems in this world is taken and thrown into the lake of fire. Woo, I am excited. I can't wait for evil to be wiped off the face of the earth. And the entire army was killed by a sword that came out of his mouth, the one riding on the white horse. And the vultures gouged themselves on the dead body. I know that sounds a bit gruesome, but trust me, that's an exciting thing. Because it's... I don't know about you, but I am tired of evil. I'm tired of evil corrupting me sometimes and deceiving me. I'm tired of sometimes participating in it and finding out it just breeds death and it hurts me, it hurts my family, it hurts everything. And and the deceiver of the brothers, I'm looking forward to the time where God returns and wipes him off the face of the earth. I think everyone, I don't think there's not one person out there that's listening today that wouldn't want to see evil gone. Don't you want to see evil gone? I want to see evil gone. Now today, we're going to talk about a weapon that God has given us to help us to overcome the evil one. It is a weapon. We've been talking about it. We talked about it uh, two weeks ago. We, talked to, we had the worship team talk about it last week. And this week, I want to continue talking about it. It's the weapon of war that God uses and has given to us for us to use, and that is heavenly worship. Worship will destroy the enemy every single time. You see, three times there was an eruption of praise. It's just like a shout, a roar, a, a, a mighty ocean. Have you ever got to that place? I know sometimes some people have asked me, Pastor Don, why do you get so excited? I get excited because I want to be like heaven. I, because they're excited in heaven, they roar. You know, I, 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 sometimes we just need to roar and say, God is great. It's important for us to praise the Lord with all our might. The Bible says what? Worship the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. I have a feeling that that is something loud, something full of passion, something that the Holy Spirit is attracted to. Listen to this, uh, listen to this verse out of, out of uh, uh, excuse me, out of Psalms. Rise up, 
Psalm 68. Rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Blow them away like smoke. See, don't we want evil gone? Melt them like wax and fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. That is the, that is the key in the midst of evil, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of depression, in the midst of not knowing even what to do. Rejoice. Praise the Lord. Let them be filled with gladness. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to our God and to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides on the clouds. Listen to that reference there. And his name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Now, two things happen when we start entering into this idea of worship and, and this this. Because when we worship, we're, in a sense, warring. That's the weapon God gives us to, uh, to wage war against the evil one. There's two ways that happens. Sometimes we sense God's presence and we respond to God's presence. Sometimes, you know, we're just sitting there, we're reading, or we're just uh, laughing or enjoying, or we see a, a, a sunset or something, and we sense and we are aware that God is there. Is with us. And when that happens, we respond in worship and adoration. That's one way. The second way can be we don't sense his presence. We're worried. We're overcome. It may look like I'm surrounded, as it says in that song. But then as we worship, we realize that we are surrounded by him. So there's two ways. One, we respond to his presence, which will help scatter the enemy. And in the second way, we, we don't sense his presence, but trust me, as you worship, as you give him praise, as you lift your eyes, hallelujah. And it says, from whence comes our help. That's an old, uh, old English way of saying, you know, from where our helps come from. Our help comes from the Lord. Set your eyes on the horizon and watch the salvation of the Lord come. See, maybe it seems far off, but when you begin to worship, your eyes get fixed on him, and then you become well aware that he is in your midst. Today, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, this, this, there's like four different things that worship will help you when you're waging war, okay? And the first thing I want to say is that every battle in the Bible is won when it starts with worship. Go through the Bible, look at it. Every battle in, in the Bible that is, is won when it starts with worship. Over and over again, God has always told the, the Israelites that, that they are to go out and start worshiping. It always starts in worship. And when they do, they, instead of bringing the armies out first, they would bring out the, those who were worshipers and God would destroy the enemy. Every, if you're in a battle today, you can win that battle. You can win that battle right now. Are you in depression? You can win that battle. Start worshiping. Stop praising. Stop setting your eyes upon the Lord. Trust me, God will come and will restore your spirit. So every battle, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says this, we are human and we don't wage war like humans do. Now, I want you to notice something in Revelation chapter 19. 
Did you notice it says that, that the Lord is returning, right? He's, he's on his horse. He's coming back. It says the rider is in. It says all the armies of heaven are, uh, are with him. We're behind him. Did you notice it never said that the armies had any weapon? As a matter of fact, the armies didn't do anything. Doesn't say. What does it say? It says that the rider had a sword in his mouth. And with that sword, he wiped out the enemy. Notice, they didn't have any weapons. All they did was follow. And that's all we have to do is begin to worship and praise the Lord. And as we do, a weapon begins to form. Trust me, it begins to form. It'll come out of your mouth. It'll be, it'll be like swords coming out of your mouth. It'll destroy the lies of the enemy. It says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. There's nowhere where the heavenly angels have guns. They don't need them. To knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Sometimes there's false arguments in your head. Sometimes the only way to get those false arguments out of your head is to begin to praise the Lord and declare, as you praise the Lord, declare the truths of God. They will overcome those lies. They will strike them down and strongholds will be removed. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. How do you do that? We talk about that. We say, you know, uh, make sure you, you, know, uh, you, you, you don't have thoughts. You've got to get rid of those lies in your head. How do you do it? Trust me, as you begin to praise and worship him, as you begin to give him glory and honor, all of a sudden, truce, the truce of God will flood your mind and the enemy will flee. <laughs> the battle is won when we begin to praise. It's always won first on the inside and then on the outside. Even King Saul, after King Saul lost his, uh, his kingdom, it says that this evil spirit used to just drive him crazy. And the way he got rid of it was he brought David in and David would sing songs of praise. And it says that the spirit would leave and his spirit would come. Peter, while they were in jail, here they are wrapped up in jail. They got chains on their, on their wrists. It says in the middle of the night, it says they were sleeping. Ah, wrong answer. In the middle of the night, they were worshiping. And it says, as they worship, all of a sudden there was an earthquake. The ground opened up. The doors opened up in the jail. The, the chains on their, on their hands broke. Listen to that. As you worship. Imagine this. Here you are. You're in chains, right? And you start worshiping. Remember what, uh, what Arnold said last week? He said, the first thing I do in surrender is what? Boom. Like this. You know, and you go like this. See, you go from chains to surrender to victory. That's what worship will do in your life. Over and over again in the Old Testament, they always brought the worship team out first to win the war. Number two, the enemy is defeated, obviously, when you worship. Now, I, you think I just said that, but listen. The enemy is defeated before the battle, during the battle, and in the day of defeat, it is always in worship. It says, as we said in, in Revelations 12, it says this, and then a loud voice 
shouting uh, across the heavens. Come, uh, it has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God, the authority of Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down to earth who accuses, the, uh, before, accuses us before God day and night. And they, are def- and they have, listen, and they, those that have been tormented, this is Revelation 12. This is in the middle of all the craziness of all the, the bowls and the, and the seals being open and all the death that's going on on the earth and all the wrath that's being poured out and the, and the accuser is on the earth accusing the brothers, deceiving them. This is what it says. It says, and they, those that are being tormented, defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's not just sitting here declaring. They just showed you what they did. They just showed you. It said shouts of loud shouts across the heavens said salvation and power has come. That is worship. And they did not love their lives, their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore, rejoice, those heavens, for they live in the heavens and rejoice. For you live in the you who live in the heavens, rejoice. Jesus said, "What? I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end." The, listen to this: the one who is, the one who always was, and the one who is still to come. Remember, that's who He is. Remember. The one who is fi- you're fighting against. Remember that we fight against an enemy who was defeated, who is defeated, and who will be defeated. The very opposite of who God is, he is. And when we begin to declare, God, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, blessings and glory and honor and power and might and dominion belong to you. All of a sudden, man, I'm not even thinking of the defeated one. You know where he's going? He's going under my feet. As I worship, he's going under my feet. Because as you worship, you begin to take the place that God has put you in. You begin to get seated in high places far above. And you seat where you're seated where you're supposed to be. And as you're worshiping, the devil gets put under your feet. All those struggles get put under your feet. All those things that you're fighting inside, those depressions, those things like that, they all get put under your feet. As we draw onto the Lord, as we worship him, the devil, he was defeated, he is defeated, and he will be defeated. Our God is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. He is the victor. He is the conqueror. Yeah. Okay. Number three, we will, he will stay, the evil one will stay under our feet when we keep the Lord in our head over our head, and on our lips. I kind of just said that, but I want to say it again the way I wrote it. He will stay, the enemy will stay under our feet when we keep the Lord in our head, over our head, and on our lips. Now, here's what happens sometimes, and this is why I think sometimes we don't see complete defeat or continued defeat. What happens is, Okay, so just a little while ago, you heard the worship team and you, you probably were praising along. I hope you were and you were worshiping God and you were thinking about God and that's wonderful. And as we talk here, I'm encouraging you to worship and you're thinking about it and you're, you're saying, yes, I want to do it. But then tomorrow morning comes and you don't. 
or you defeat the enemy for a little while and then you stop. You know, I mean, you know, how, you know, one of the problems that's happened in the world uh, right now, not right now, but this has been happening over time is it has to do with antibiotics. I don't know if you know this, but like there are now like super strains of uh, viruses, ones who resist um, uh, the antibiotics. Like when a doctor gives you antibiotics, he'll give you like eight pills or it used to be two a day, whichever way he wants to give it to you. He gives it to you. And what does he always say? He says, take one a day or take two a day. And in America, I know they always say this. I don't know if they say it here. They always say, and make sure you complete all of it. Don't go halfway. Don't go four days in. Say, oh, I feel better and stop taking it. Why? Because the virus isn't completely defeated yet. And so what happens is that when you start taking it and you stop, that virus actually gets stronger and it's harder to get rid of. That's what happens when we kind of stop worshiping or we only worship on Sunday or we only worship when uh, like we're having a bad time. Then what? We defeat the enemy, but we don't completely crush him. But as you worship, as you continue to worship, when you, if you don't stop worshiping and you try to keep God on your mind and every day you spend time rejoicing and worshiping, trust me, some of those things that are lingering in your life will disappear. They will go away and they will be destroyed completely. That's what God wants us to do with praise. Finally, well, not really finally, but let me say it this way. As we fill the atmosphere with praise, God fills our hearts and our minds. See, wep weapons, God gives us weapons. And one of the weapons is what I'm talking about here, heavenly worship. He gives it to us. He presents it to us. It's like the Bible. He gives us the Bible. He gave us the Bible, right? He gave it to us. But it's for us to use it's for us to pick it up. That's why he says what? Put on the armor of, of praise. Put on the garment of praise. He says put it on. It's like he gave it to you. Now you've got to put it on. See, our part is to put it on. Our part is to use the weapons, to pick them up. Listen to this. It says the, all the battles in the Old Testament, they, when they were lost, many times it's because they never asked God first. They never inquired of the Lord. They never sent out the worship team. They didn't do the things that God had already given them and said, here's what I want you to do. Here's the weapons to use. And then they go to battle without them. And that's why they lose. So God is giving us this weapon. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you one more uh, a small analogy about the body. You know, the body, we get used to certain types of food. As a matter of fact, your body actually starts craving food uh, that you like. For example, for me, like I love coffee, coffee in the morning. Woo, I love coffee in the morning, you know? And half the battle, if I was to stop drinking coffee in the morning, half the battle would be habit. Half the battle would be, or maybe even more than half the battle, would be my body just so used to wanting it that when I wake up, my body wants it, right? Because what? We build habits. And so as we worship every day, our body will want praise. Your mind will want praise because you will sense the presence of God and you'll enjoy his presence. And then when you wake up in the morning the next day, your body will say, I want that presence. 
I want to be filled again because last time I felt so good, I want to do it again. And so you have to build a habit and that's how we destroy the evil one, to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, in Revelation chapter 19, we see several different types of worship and I want to give those to you before we close uh, and before I say the last thing. I got one thing at the end I really want to share with you. Um, it's a question I want to ask you. So here's the different types of praise. We see uh, in, in Revelation 19, we see this idea of praising and rejoicing in chapter, uh, in verse 3, uh, rejoicing because the full salvation has come. It's a praise of victory. It's a praise of victory. Now let me ask you a question. Are you partly saved? Are you got one foot in and one foot out of heaven? If you can't answer that question, We'll talk, DM me. Put, a, put, put something in the post, say, you know, in the chat box and say, I want to talk to Pastor Don. I want to call you. Many of you say, yes, of course I'm saved. Of course, I believe in Jesus. And of course I'm saved. That is a complete salvation. You can rejoice in the complete salvation of the Lord right now. And so if you got nothing else to praise, you say, God, hallelujah, I'm going to heaven. Heaven is a wonderful place. I won't sing the old song. Anyways, the second one I see here is in verse 4. It says they, that the, the elders shouted, Amen. They said, praise the Lord. Amen. It's a, pra it's a praise of agreement. It's a praise of agreement. So when you're worshiping, we're, we're talking about truths. And as we come into those truths, we're, we're in agreement. You know, like, Lord, you've never failed me. You've never failed me yet. That's an agreement with God that says God has never failed. I believe it. I trust in it. And so it's a praise of agreement. So I want you to sometimes just make up melodies and, and, and say the truths of God and praise and agree with him. That's another form of weapon as we agree. Because when we agree with God, guess who we're disagreeing with? Haha, -ha. we're disagreeing with the lies of the evil one. Number three, praise because God is in full control. Verse six, God Almighty reigns. Do you think God is upstairs? Or I don't want to say it that way. It's a bad way of saying it. Do you think God, who is everywhere, is like, all nervous and worried about what's going on? Does you think that he thinks this, this uh, corona crap is anything? It's nothing to him. It's not, it's not even a blip on his screen. He's not worried about a thing. He is in complete and total control. I love what Joseph said. He said, he said what? What, what? What you meant for evil, God meant for God. God always turns curses into blessings. So we can praise him that God is in full control. Then we see also that there's a praise for what God has done. He is righteous and he is true. He's salvation. We have inheritance, forgiveness. We praise him for what he has done for us. So those four are weapons that we can use. Praise for what he has done. Praise that he's in control. Praise of agreement. Uh, and, and worship of vict uh, you know, victory. These are weapons I'm giving you. I'm putting them in your hand. I want you to use them this week. Use them this week. When you're facing something, use these. Put them on yourself and decide which one. I'm going to use the praise of agreement today. I'm going to use, let's see. That's what doctors do, right? Got a problem. Okay, let's see. What medicines do I have 
to fight, the, to fight that infection. I got this, this. This one would be the best one to use. Maybe that's what you need to start doing. I've got a problem. God, which praise do I need to use? Amen? Okay. Finally. Finally. I really want to share this because this is important. I have one simple question. It's a very simple question. What side are you on? What side are you on? I'm probably going to share this again next week. What, are, you, are you facing God or are you following God? You see, in this picture, in this picture, you're either facing God or you're following God. What do I mean? What does it say? It says that the rider came out of heaven. He was faithful and true. Behind him were all the armies and his saints. They're following. And then later we're going to see all the, all the armies of the evil one were standing there getting ready to fight. They were facing God. They were facing the rider. Are you following or are you facing? Trust me, it's very important to know which side you're on. Okay, we're going to talk about this next week and the week after. But it's very important to ask yourself, am I fighting him or am I following him? Very important that you know this. I want to follow him. That means what I do in worship is I surrender. That means that it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't, I don't allow those to dictate whether I'm going to praise God or not. I'm going to follow him in praise. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to give him glory and honor. This is the weapons of our warfare. And you see one more thing. As you see in Revelation 19, there's four in a row praises. Praise of, prayer of victory, prayers of agreement, praise of agreement, uh, worship of uh, what he has done, worship that he's in control. After they worship these four things, what happens? It says, and then I saw the rider coming to destroy the enemy. That's exactly what will happen when we use worship as a weapon. We will continue to praise him. We will begin to shout his praises and heaven will open and a rider will come down and destroy the enemy who's against you. Amen? I really can't encourage you more to praise him all week. Get in a habit of worshiping and praising him. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Lift your hands up with me at home. Lift your hands up. Don't lift your hands up for a blessing. Lift your hands up for a praise. Amen? Don't reach out like this. Reach up like this. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You, Lord God, God Almighty, you reign. You are in complete control. We trust in you. Some men, Lord God, they trust in horses. Some men, they trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of our Lord. Father, we worship you and we praise you. And Lord God, as our praise goes up, we know that your blessings, your favor, your protection, hallelujah, your guidance will come down. So we worship you in Jesus' name. 
Receive the blessing from God as you worship. Even, even as I say amen, don't stop worshiping. If you're in a house with a, with a group of people, it doesn't matter if you have a guitar. Just someone sing a song right now. Just praise the Lord. Give him glory. Amen? God bless you. Have a wonderful day worshiping him.